0: Last time on, a master's in matinee magic.
1: Okay, Beth looks at the Kevins, looks at all the couples around, looks at the Kevins, and gets an absolutely stricken look on her face. She looks horrified.
2: Drag my, I've got my computer chair, uh, and I whip it underneath the Kevins' legs and try to trip him up.
0: Uh, and you descend into the pumpkin spice mine. Good evening, listeners. It's Wednesday, and that means you're listening to Spoiler Alert. Welcome to this special RPG episode of our show, where my co-hosts, Sean and Sonia, will be diving feet first into the Hallmark-esque world of Haven's Hope, a world that I made up. How could this town be any more perfect? To facilitate our game, we will be using a modified version of the Genesis game system and their narrative dice. When our players attempt something, I will ask for a check based on their skill and the task's difficulty expressed in colored narrative dice. Based on those roles, they will succeed with conditions or fail as our story unfolds. Welcome to the finale of A Masters in Matinee Magic. You do sort of get a, you know, get an aerial view of the mine. That was a stupid thing to say. Anyway. <laughs> 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 that's, that's so dumb. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, um, she's too. like got a, we got you. like
2: an echolocation sort of vibe.
0: <laughs> but yeah yeah as as beth sort of makes this connection with the water um you see you know this this thing go off in all these different tunnels that sort of weave in and out and you can tell where these gaps are where there was like a big vein of pumpkin spice that they just harvested out and it does seem a little less like it's not organized like it's it's not like you know, a grid or anything. It's sort of just this mess of different things. Um, But you do see these people harvesting pumpkin spice by hand. Uh And they they look like the fiends from outside, except these people are incredibly thin and frail. Mm -hmm. And they work so slowly as they, like, hammer away. And, you know, at the far off side of the mine, someone throws a, you know, a baseball of pumpkin spice in a cart and another skinny, weak man pushes it along, and then they, you know, dump it in a conveyor and it goes up, assuming to the factory, but you sort of get this vibe. And then your consciousness takes you to this elevator you were told about as you rise up the mountain. And it goes through, like, you know, some pipes or something into the Starbucks that happens to be atop of the mountain. Sometimes I forget the stuff I make up and it makes me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) But Sonya, now much clearer... You see this being with this yellow eye uh huh. you know uh for trapped time. like someone and... like... <laughs> kind of like that but less scary um but trapped in some sort of enclosure uh high atop the mountain and for a moment you may see out of its eyes as it looks through the walls of this like fish tank and um you can see people on the other side having like a fancy you know like a fancy party you know at a big table and all this stuff and as your fish eyes focus uh you can see uh grace hopeland sitting at the head of this table (gasps) before a humanoid but scaled hand touches the glass and the connection severs
1: wait like that was the creature's hand yes that i was seeing and that that was happening in the starbucks yes (laughs) wow they
2: really don't encourage staying or to drink your latte please don't sue me this is a a work of fiction it's a go
1: (laughs) it's fan fiction
2: jeremy you'll never work again with that with that mermaid (laughs) on you chasing you in the (laughs) lawsuit
1: oh my god i just realized okay um okay so i think beth kind of comes out of this vision And she's like pretty shaken because, you know, projecting Mm -hmm. your consciousness in all that many directions is exhausting and kind of weird. I wouldn't know. And she and and Beth turns to Debbie and, and is like, well, the good news is I know where we need to go. The bad news is I still don't really know what we need to do when we get there.
2: Debbie's mouth is agape. Watching all of this magic happen, she's like, "Where did you go?"
1: Um.
2: What have you seen? What has the water told you?
1: I was, I was about to make an Alex Mack reference, but I don't know that that show has actually begun to air yet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maybe we invent it. Maybe we change the timeline.
1: <laughs> we do. We're changing oh the timeline right now. Um. Long story short, I just projected my consciousness, uh, into the entire mine, and saw into a mystical Starbucks on top of a mountain. And I'm pretty well, sure they're keeping some kind of magical creature captive, and maybe that's fueling this whole operation. Unclear.
2: Debbie thinks a minute and she's like, well, if it's an enemy of them, then logically it's our friends. And that maybe we need to break this thing out.
1: Best not break these chains. Says, I have to agree. I'm inclined to not want to see a creature trapped in a cage.
2: And we also don't support the prison industrial system, really. So <laughs>
1: Precisely. Yeah.
2: So uh, even if they do have to answer For some sort of crime We gotta get them out (laughs) I couldn't agree more
1: Debbie I couldn't agree more (laughs) And then I think Beth Points ahead and says If you're ready Debbie I think we should go this way
2: Uh, Lead on Whatever the water tells you Whatever the water says What a great line They they trot 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 trot. Splish splash.
0: Um is, so, there, uh, the,
2: is the pumpkin spice like staining their feet? I'm imagining yeah, it. Like, probably, yeah. Creep like creeping up a, a pant leg.
0: Yeah, no, it's everywhere. Like it's it's just absolutely littering. It's it's like a if a mine if you're mining cinnamon or something, right? And then some of it would get like m- mixed in with a bit of water and a puddle and like it's a mess it's a mine it's a mine it's a mine so um how are you guys proceeding down the hallway like what what does this look like
1: (laughs) well okay wait did i see like are there like uh fiends in our in our immediate path
0: do we have uh you you you've got you've got a bit of room um they're everywhere like Mm. they're, they're they're literally running this mine. Oh, um, are we skulking so, in a shadow? Uh, you yeah, you guys need to do something to sort of get by them. Uh, they are, you know, you saw the one, the strong ones outside that fight over the the little bits of uh PSL that people have thrown away. Uh, these things wish they had that. Uh, they're so frail and weak, possibly surviving off the spice alone. Oh. Um, <laughs> spice alone. Uh, but uh, Sonia, between you and uh, the your destination, there are many, and so you'll you'll need to figure out how to sort of get through them. Uh, you guys will also recall that Darcy had uh, had mentioned uh, a Death Star esque plan, where if you could destroy a part of the mine, the rest of it would likely, um, you know, oh. be filled with water and destroyed. Uh, Sonia, in your head map, um, they are conveniently like placed close together like the the um the it's, blow it up
2: like... button and the prison
0: and the elevator, the elevator and the elevator, elevator up um so it's kind of a situation where if like if you get to one you kind of get to both it just depends on how many spice fiends you have uh chasing you oh. as you arrive um but uh um what what how are you guys moving sneakily you guys can sneak along there if you wish to approach it that way
1: yeah i think okay i turn to debbie and i say you know what maybe we should make a bit of a plan how do you feel about sneaking until we can't sneak anymore and then fighting i saw them and they seem pretty weak
2: oh these bag of bones we can take them um They can they were they attracted to our smell or did I make that up? Should we roll? Uh, Should we roll in spice?
1: Oh, I love (laughs) that idea actually.
0: Uh Sean, roll a some sort of probably a two purple knowledge check for Debbie. Um Debbie starts thinking about how these things operate. Um and uh correct me if i'm wrong you guys but you're still wearing the the gas maskage that you were provided with um by darcy right that has not come off
2: i believe so
0: yeah because you got like moments ago you guys had just come down that ladder from like it's probably been 10 minutes since you saw darcy i think 10 minutes
1: feels like a few weeks
0: (laughs) yeah it it does feel like some
2: reason it feels longer but i think you're Mm -hmm. right
0: um so uh you know, you're aware that it is some combination uh, of smelling stuff that is preventing you from seeing these things. Uh, above, there is a factory that is um, pumping out, you know, sludge that is sort of creating this uh, smokescreen dream, if you will. Wow. Um, Sonya, down oh, below, you, you sort of saw them, Uh, a, you know a bit less uh, put together, I guess. I don't know. These people are sort of a mess. But, uh, Sean, it is logical to Debbie that uh, they're probably not operating with sight as much as things like smell and touch and those sorts of things. Yes. So, uh, uh, spicing yourself is not a bad idea, and that will get you some boosts. I think
2: perhaps we should spice ourselves.
1: Absolutely, I agree. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um so Debbie drops to her knees and slowly rolls all in this sort of wet sludge. Her um her white oxford like button up is like clinging to her her body now now with the orange wet orange everywhere. Her Sean fl- flips her hair up. Spraying a bit of Sean. spice
0: everywhere. Yes. How 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 close to the Shakira video are we right now?
2: The the Venn diagrams are very similar.
0: Almost a circle. <laughs> <laughs> how does Beth feel about this? Uh
1: well Beth sees this and it's like it's like her brain melts for a second. Mm. Like it's like her brain lags and then she blushes furiously and then bends down and starts rubbing spice water on herself in a (laughs) much, much, much less erotic fashion. (laughs)
0: Um, so, uh, I do love the image of these two now just in like gas masks with makeshift weapons covered in this orangey gross sort of, uh, stuff. And actually Sonia, as you look at each other, um, you've, taking on quite a bit of the characteristics of uh, a mining spice fiend like like you know you, you guys are looking pretty good uh, you looking crazy but you we look crazy it. normal for down here <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we're looking at yeah. each other and I'm
2: like you know what we look perfect you do Unclockable. it was a
1: brilliant idea Debbie
2: thank you so much <laughs>
0: Um, do you guys proceed down the hallway?
2: We keep yeah. going. We got to. The
0: the sounds around you are becoming a bit more miney. Like there there is a bit more of a, a y- you more know some general. some of these things, yeah. So, some of these things do have some tools that are using they that that they are using. This one's probably just like a weaker a weaker one. Um, and eventually, Sonya in your, in your sort of mind's eye, there is like a bigger, there are larger tunnels, these are just small offshoots, um, but you do know that you're coming up on a bigger one, and as you guys roll up on it, you can see, um, probably, it probably take you a little while to get up there, but maybe like, probably one time, you see one of these fiends pushing a mine cart across the sort of open end of the tunnel, um, so you're coming up to like a, a bigger room that, they would sort of pile stuff into in mine carts and sort of push along. Um, how, how do you guys, do you guys what do you guys want to do as you approach this bigger, larger fiend, fiend hole? Um, you, you said
1: there was like water on all the walls, right?
0: Yeah, on a lot of them. Probably, yeah.
1: Kind of oozing.
2: Um, I feel like I'm like, Beth, look at, look at your mind map tell us where we need to be going where is the where is the detonator <laughs> or whatever the thing is
1: Beth Beth closes her eyes and she says okay if I remember correctly we need to go through this room to get where we need to go but I think I think we might be outnumbered in there but I have I mean I could I could try to like I don't know, I could try to, like, blast as many as I can. There does seem to be a lot of available water here in the mine. We could try and do a sneak attack and see how many we could take out before we run in.
2: Debbie looks down and sees that the the rails, the rail tracks are also all covered in water. And she's like, we could also hop inside one of these boxcars and maybe your talents... Will just slowly push us along the the track. Is this possible?
1: <laughs> and just hide in the car. And hide in the car. Should we try, Sean? I love that I idea. I like.
2: It's very. It's very. Um, it's very sneaky. It's very kids movie sneaky. Uh, like okay. So
0: one of you. One of you needs to peek. Peek into the room, uh, and it's going to be a three purple roll. So you get to decide who's doing that. Ooh. So, Sonya, as as a spice-coated Beth sort of peeks around the corner to get a lay of the land, um, there are a lot more sort of big hanging lights and infrastructure in this room. And uh, you can see probably, like, two dozen fiends sort of walking in and out, doing stuff. They don't really interact with one another. They might bump into one another and sort of, like push each other around for a second before they just go docile and sort of keep going again. Um, But you see um, the tracks that sort of go off in all the directions, but the one that you want to go is sort of the main line. Mm. And um, uh, as Sean described, there is some water kind of everywhere. Uh, And you see a couple more of these fiends pushing either full or empty carts. Uh, mine carts of spice, just sort of where they need to go. Uh, they're not yet aware of your presence.
1: Okay. And there is a cart. Is there a cart near where we are?
0: Yeah. No, I'm not letting that idea fall. There's one there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. I come.
1: I come back to where Debbie is, and I say, "I think it's. I think you're right. I think this is our best shot. Let's do it." And I climb into the cart.
2: And I scuttle uh, also you're... into the cart.
1: Beth just looks at her and then I think like sticks out her hands and starts exerting some energy to try and push the cart using the water molecules on the tracks.
0: Uh roll uh roll a four purple magic roll. Beth, you know, reaches out, uh, and usually, you know, you sort of have direct contact with the water, but you're getting better at this. Um and it as is a as moist you area, yourself... right? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's very moist. <laughs> you take one strain as the cart sort of begins to gently roll down the tracks um it's like it's working but uh it it's pretty slow at this point like it's it's not really like like i would say probably half walking speed maybe you know like like it's just sort of rolling along and um are you guys just going to sort of wait it out and let the let the cart roll well, it's going um,
1: the direction we need, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't uh, see why not. <laughs> I mean, I know that's okay. boring, but I feel like otherwise we're going to get caught.
0: Um, after, like, a minute, you know, you guys are sort of making your way through this room. Um, you see two bony, once manicured lady fingers reach <laughs> up and sink their hands over top of the cart. Oh no! Um, judging from the age of these fingers... Uh, like this person's pretty old and uh combined with sort of your effort of the water pushing it along, the cart does pick up speed and get moving. Oh she's um, pushing. You those. don't see a head. Like like you just see the fingers of this quite short person, this quite short lady, just sort of pushing it pushing it along. Oh man. And you guys and are on your way. Pushing at that angle is probably very difficult for her. Yeah, ergonomically but...
1: not recommended.
0: But it's, it's lubricated by Sonia's magic water and, uh, <laughs> 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 so, uh, as, as Beth and Debbie get pushed along in this cart, at some point they come to like a huge crevice that is sort of the, the internal, you know, the, the main, I don't know, lobby of this mine, you know, that was probably the most. <laughs> the densest part but is now the you know most dug out part and uh, you know you can see infrastructure going up and you guys see the shaft of the elevator as this person is pushing the, the cart um, and does not seem to be stopping like they're, they're not stopping you they're gonna keep going
2: Debbie le- Debbie leans over to Beth and whispers there's the shaft
1: Beth giggles, despite the <laughs> immense danger that they're in, and says, "That means we're also close to the trigger point, to the weak, weak spot."
2: <laughs> we have we don't really know what to call that point.
0: Yeah, just our weak point. That's that's what we're going with. Where a stalactite meets the stalagmite, right. and we'll take this whole operation down.
2: I think so. Mm. We have, we have things in our in our grasp, in our hot little hands mm-hmm. that we can throw. To distract the the golem spice girl that is like pushing us, and then spice spice girl, girl. And then when we stop, and and then when she when she stops us to go investigate, then we hop out. This is my plan.
1: I like this plan. I like this plan, Debbie. Uh, I like it.
0: What what is whom throwing out of the uh, minecart?
1: Well. Maybe I should throw my umbrella because I have my magic to use as a weapon, oh. and Debbie doesn't have another weapon.
0: That's true. And I and feel honestly like the that umbrella chair is has,
1: has done its,
2: yes. its job. It's helped a lot. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm gonna throw the umbrella so that Debbie can uh, keep her her chair mace.
0: And like you were just sort of huck, you're just sort of hucking it out of the cart. Like, not to anywhere in particular to create a distraction.
1: In the opposite direction from where we have to run.
0: Okay, all right, very good. Um, so I will get you uh, to roll Beth a two-purple ranged uh, ranged attack. Uh, Beth has succeeded in throwing the umbrella quite a ways out of this minecart. And I think the only real, um, uh, you know, information you get because you're sort of hiding in this giant thing is that it very clearly just stops moving as uh the, uh, what the spice girl, mm-hmm. uh, goes off <laughs> to investigate. Right. Um, Jerry, uh, baby. Yeah, maybe. Kevin, Which, Kevin it's, spice. It's, why not? Why not all of them? <laughs> um, uh, are you guys just sort of hopping out and booking her or?
2: I think we scamper over the edge and then we run like mad. Mm hmm. Um,
0: and it, if I recall correctly, you guys still have your sort of covered in stuff that kind of makes you look like, uh, a, a spice fiend, um, yes. or whatever we're calling them. Um, as you guys pop out, um, it's very clear that like the elevator portion to the Starbucks above is sort of like a new addition and like very clearly modern in the 1990s way. Um, and then there might even be like some infrastructure around where the stalactite meets the stalagmite just to make sure no one bumps into it because maybe it's that sensitive. I don't even know. Um, miners again, please reach out. Uh, we don't know much. About well, M I N E R. That's miners Exactly.
1: We, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't need that kind of can publicity. Just keep your
0: opinion to yourself. <laughs> whomever, whomever feels free to reach out. Um, but, uh, in and amongst, so there, there are sort of pathways that are clearly defined to get to where you're going. But you guys see before, uh, well, Beth and Debbie see before you, there are just mountains of these spice fiends, these kevins, sleeping in and among where you guys are trying to go to. Oh
2: my uh, gosh! So this
0: is like this is clearly where they, you know, where they rest and just sort of come and dogpile, and uh, they have Ew. no care towards day or night. So they're just sort of all, you know, hanging around. So um, for the next little while here, you guys got to keep an eye on how loud you're going to be as you approach this elevator and uh, mining weak point.
2: Lest we awake these (laughs) spice tweakers. Yes. So should one of us press the elevator up so it arrives? (laughs) And then the other one... uh bangs on the stalagmites i don't know is that like is that how yeah, it i think you i think off? you
1: hit it with your chair mace and i'll I run also to believe the elevator that I could do
2: that okay we um, yeah we look at each other and we pass this message like clearly between our eyes we are yeah. we know exactly how to do
0: this that's you know i think that's good um why don't you both roll me a three purple either skullduggery or stealth check um, ooh, that was we, a close one for Debbie. But you both do succeed in your your sort of ways of navigating this um, spice fiend pit. Yeah. This uh, pit of spice. I don't know. Okay. They're just like it snoring, <laughs> I presume.
2: <laughs> Breathing out these orange clouds.
0: Yes. Who's going for what?
2: So I go for the stalag might and tights. Mm-hmm. Mites uh, and tights. Mites and tights. With my chair leg. Um, and Beth sprints to the elevator to press the up button.
0: You're listening to a special RPG version of Spoiler Alert on ninety one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. Yeah. Uh, what ha- what happens first? Well, so, I think uh, I push the button uh,
1: first hmm. for sure.
0: You push the button. You know, ever Beth pushes it ever so gently, right? Like like she knows what's at stake here and she gently depresses it and it like even holds it back so it doesn't make an audible click on the way out but oh. as it lights up there's an audible
2: boom yeah big ding and
0: she can see the elevator start to lower down as the 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 spice fiends around her you know start to get start to stir you know roused anyway aroused um, uh, ra- i just said roused <laughs> oh, okay. you can call it whatever you want so Sean, are you um is, um, is Debbie just going to whack this I thing? I give
2: her, uh, we we both shoot each other a, oh, crap, look. And then I raise my chair and I give the tight a big whack.
0: Um, so that is, I think that's a melee. Debbie swings and she hits this thing. And yeah. it, it, you know, it strikes true, but it's still rock, right? Like it's still, it's still solidified spice. And, um, you know, she hits it. And it it does crack, you know, like there is a connection and things do break a little bit, but um, it's still in one piece. And the cracking as it sort of cracks up and down, this huge space is so loud, Mm. like Mm -hmm. like it's just like a huge. um, Will Debbie try and hit it again or will she hope that that'll be enough? I think I'm I'm
2: quite brave. I have to hit it again
0: so um, there's always the option Debbie, that
2: beth has to close the door and leave
0: me and leave, <laughs> leave that? that's that's true No. Um, and uh in in saying so i think that um beth the door does open and i have to think beth gets in to hold the hold the open button hold please um,
2: that's what i yell yeah
0: <laughs> Uh, it does occur to you that, you know, maybe maybe this plan isn't going to work the way that you thought it would. Because once again, uh, you know, Debbie goes to hit it and maybe it cracks a little bit less this time. But it's still, you know, really, really staying firm and just not breaking. And as Beth holds the, ele- the elevator door, it begins the sound eh, like it's starting oh. to buzz and really awaken all of these um, things. Uh, Debbie... Uh, It occurs to you that um, this might be the end of our road. Well, if you don't start moving now, you're probably going to get stuck down here. Um, But fortunately for you, a large chunk of spice, about the size of uh, a softball like you threw in your early days of college, Mm. uh, has landed right by you. So if you wanted to try and move, like you could, you think you could throw this ball and. And and sort of jump into the elevator at the same time in this one last round yeah. before things really, really get out of hand.
1: I also could try and use my magic, even though it's pretty far away.
0: What are you guys going to do?
2: Well, I think that seeing as how my DM has lovingly put a, a softball-sized <laughs> piece yeah. of rock beside me, I should probably... Snatch that up and then just start sprinting towards the elevator as all of the Kevins start arousing and like start (laughs) grasping at my legs, at at my shapely legs as I run through them. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Sonia, unless you do something, uh, Sean will have a a black die on this roll to attempt to throw this rock where it needs to go.
1: I'm trying to think what I could do to make it easier somehow.
0: Um, there are a number of fiends sort of uh, grabbing at, at yeah. Debbie, as she's going to. If I if I distract
1: the fiends, does Debbie still get the black die?
0: Uh, it depends on how well you do it.
1: I'm gonna try and free up Debbie's path.
0: That's a three purple. So Beth uh, attempts to sort of like, you know, move the fiends away or do something with her magical water abilities, and she stretches her hand out as she's done before. And um, maybe you know she's still new at this, yes. and just a gentle mist comes out over all of the all of these these uh, spice fiends. Oh no, um, Sean! As you're running for you to throw this rock, uh, I will need a um, a roll, a, a ranged roll, whatever ranged you prefer, um, and it will be two purple, one red, one black. <gasps> oh, and Debbie is able to pull it off. As all of these uh, beings sort of clawed her, she throws. I take this a spice running rock. jump through the elevator,
2: twist in the air, whip my softball, hit the stalactite. Door closes uh, behind
0: ex- me, baby. It explodes. And it's like, like uh, you can see through the elevator, like there's some windows and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. as you guys rise, you can see all of these fiends just like running out of the mine, right? Like they're just escaping. Well, that's and cool. it's. It's not like collapse, like it's falling apart and things are falling, but like it's gonna take you know, thirty minutes, right? It's, like it's, it's, it's a all slow just sort fall, of, yeah, yeah, it's collapsing in on itself. It's like the Titanic, um, and you. They have a bit of time, and you guys, the 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 view through the elevator goes dark as you hit the sort of stone as you are preparing to come up to this Starbucks.
1: Beth, grabs Debbie and says. I have never cared about sports in my entire life, but that was the most exciting, incredible, (laughs) amazing throw I've ever seen. Debbie, you're a hero.
2: And I say, well, you obviously missed the 1988 uh, (laughs) Bantam (laughs) championship, (laughs) but
0: this was pretty good too. How how have you guys prepared yourselves for when this elevator door opens?
1: (laughs) Super well. (laughs)
0: yeah what is what is what do i see when these doors part and the camera's pointing at you two Mm -hmm. what do we see two um orange caked
2: uh gaunt um, like warrior (laughs) women i feel like step out into a (laughs) into a seemingly like normal starbucks is what i'm imagining
1: I'm, I imagine that Debbie has a piece of her plaid skirt tied around her head, um, yeah. like a headband, and she's brandishing yeah. her, her maze. Yeah, nice. I'll bury that. That's, that's what I picture.
0: Uh, so with that mental picture, the doors do, in fact, open uh, to a brightly lit Starbucks. It is the nicest Starbucks you've ever seen. And, you know, there's there's all the things there, but, you know, there's a lot of gold. There's a lot of other things. There's a lot of people. Like, there's a, a large room of people. And uh, as the door opens, they all sort of turn to you. And there's a large table. And at the head of the table sits <laughs> Grace Hopeland. I feel
2: like when the doors open, when we step out, we have yeah. we say something like, can I have the bathroom key or like something dramatic? <laughs> <laughs> Clean up on right. Isle spice. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'll get the trenta or something.
0: <laughs> uh sort of just behind Grace at this large table with all these other people is a large sort of I don't know what you call it, fish tank, I'll say. And in the fish tank there's a circular window and peering at you through the window is a single mermaid. <gasps> uh, in the... in in the in the sort of uh <laughs> I knew uh, it. Fashion that is on the Starbucks cup. Um, with the split um, tail. Oh my god. I feel so after
2: I feel like <laughs> Starstruck.
1: <laughs> Starbucks struck. I don't know. <laughs> That's uh, Jared, edit that
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it in. Uh so um what what do you guys like what do you say? I feel like we're like, Well, well, well,
2: we meet again, Grace.
0: As Debbie says that, which I think is a good. You guys hear the, you know, the telltale sound of a single slow clap. Oh, oh. love whoever started that. And uh, from sort of behind the crowd, a man walks out, <gasps> and uh, he's quite young, oh. and you know he's got a kerchief in, uh, and he says, uh, "You've you figured it all out, didn't you?" A kerchief. And he, he sort of. He sounds he, like he, a handsome he man. Walks, he walks out. And you guys slowly come to the realization that you maybe have seen this man before. Oh, my God. But when you saw him, he wasn't a man. It was just a statue of him as Mark Hall descends a few stairs and walks towards you, living much longer than he ever, supposedly ever could have. And uh, he and all of his sort of weird, creepy dinner guests uh, look upon you guys uh, as as he starts to, um, uh, I don't know, go, goad you, or you know, uh, you know, you think you you think you've stopped, you think you've stopped this, but uh, what you don't realize is that, you know, all these other minds have come into existence, and uh, I control it all. Mind control. This uh, the, this the, this mountain here. Okay, and wait. He I'm sort so of turned, sorry. Yeah? Who is Mark Hall?
1: <laughs> was, is he the statue in the theater lobby? Y-
0: yes, uh, that was I- the Mark Hall Theater. Oh, that's
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. no, no, it's okay. Okay, so we thought he was, we thought he was old
1: dead. and dead,
0: but he's young and yes, thriving. He, okay, got it. Got and got it,
1: got it. has a kerchief.
0: Yeah, has kerchief. and uh, at, the, at the intersection of water mermaid magic and pumpkin spice, he has been able to keep his life uh, going long and has been using all of this power to amass his fortune. And the reason for the party is that uh, he's unveil? He's about to unveil his newest plan to sort of strip the populace of their uh, their money and all of their other their other things. Um, and he sort of turns and he, you know he's he's asking like, aren't you guys excited to see the next the next step in uh, what will inevitably become you know my uh, my next great empire. You know, a very dramatic screen drops down. And you guys, I love the juxtaposition, all these fancy people and you guys just looking like crap over there. And he turns and, um, you know, his name appears, uh, you know, Mark Hall. And then a bunch of greeting cards slide up on the screen. And his name swaps to reveal. How many
2: uh, (laughs) industries does he have his little hands in? My oh my
1: god it goes all the way to the top
0: <laughs> um anyway he um he turns to the pair of you and he says uh, you know not many have figured out as much as you have figured out so why not uh join me and uh you know help help me uh gain more power in corporate america and we'll take this all the way to 2022 baby
1: while Mark's, you know, doing his posturing, um, mm-hmm. can I do the thing where I astrally project into the mermaid again, or do I have to be touching water for that to happen?
0: You can try. Okay. It'll be hard. Oh my goodness! So Sonia, take your two strain, as uh, Debbie or sorry, as Beth um, uses her magic once again. Um, but you have w- rolled very well, wow. and not only are you able to like communicate with the. Um, the The mer person within the tank, but uh, I think that the triumph sort of like makes the whole thing kind of click in your mind. and um, you know, that tie does not need to be severed. Like you know, you now nice. ha- are, have that ability to
2: you and the mermaid are now sharing the same wavelength.
0: you are you are one. Um, anyway,, uh, you know, the mermaid's like, oh, thank God, I, know, I didn't think you'd actually make it, please get me out of here. We gotta do something.
2: It's not a very mermaid um, voice, Jeremy.
0: Yeah. It's a mermaid that's what a mermaid sounds like to me. <laughs> Up where they walk. Um <laughs> where they run.
1: <laughs> I think I think Beth uh, thinks to the mermaid, is there anything you can tell us that we can use? Do you have any information for us? Are the mermaids' pronouns she her? Is that a word?
0: I don't know, ask the... It's she murder. It. Yeah.
1: <laughs> can I, can
0: I ask? <laughs> I think uh, probably it would know that if um, Mark Hall was exposed to, you know, un-pumpkin-spiced air, uh, that he probably will not survive.
2: Like, I'm imagining the end of Indiana Jones when uh, yeah. the arc cracks open and all the German guys are like...
0: Ugh. That's what happens to yeah. I didn't. I didn't plan for that, but that's what we're gonna go with. <laughs> I, like, so. I like the visual. Yeah.
1: Right. And is this room made of windows, or did I make that up?
0: Uh, it's Starbucks, so there are some windows. Okay.
2: So Mark has made his pitch to us to be like, you should be on our team.
0: Yeah. And to be clear, like I think he kind of expects you both to accept.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Like you are now not threats. Like you know you've made it this far. Oh, I'll just cut them in, and then it'll be okay. Like that is his absolute attitude and that's probably how the all these other uh, people got up here
2: so debbie has not said anything throughout this whole interaction and then mm-hmm. she looks at beth and she has sort of a blank expression on her face and she says beth i gotta say i want to be the best and this i feel like this is a direct gateway to becoming what I need to be and I, she extends her hand and it's grasped by Mark Hall and she steps into the, into the circle, into the winner's circle.
0: How does Beth feel?
1: Beth takes a long look at Debbie in the eye before she steps over and then flies into hysterics. It's like nothing Debbie's ever seen before, she's, she starts crying. Sort of crying. She starts pretending to cry. She starts... Um, she, she is yelling, which Debbie has absolutely never heard. She says, Debbie, how could you? I can't believe it. After all of this time and we've spent all of this this whole day together because I'm just realizing it's only actually probably been one day. Yeah, it's been
0: <laughs> one day. We haven't yeah. really slept yet. It
1: was a very intense day and and I and I just and I just I can't believe you would betray me like this
0: uh, and uh, you know Mark uh, you know he says uh, you know there's no there's no need to worry here you you know you also can get folded in and Mark leads Debbie up to this table um, Debbie you can now clearly see that Grace is tied to her chair oh, yeah. and not only is she tied but there is like something over her mouth Sort of preventing her from speaking, which for whatever reason, far away, you did not notice.
2: Well, it probably had (laughs) lips painted on it, and we got confused.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, (laughs) that's uh, all. Supervillains do that, don't they?
2: Unmask, Grace. Just kidding. (laughs) Let's not say that. (laughs) Uh, I should have
0: done that. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) Um, uh, he leads you to sort of sit right in front of that mermaid's window. You know, like like you know, just gives you a nice table to sit at, like at the big table, sort of folding you in. And, um, you know, he turns to back to um, Beth and he says, uh, so, you know, are you are you going to choose to come with us or would you like to be one of them? And the elevator door once again opens to reveal, you know, a half a dozen uh, Spice Fiends standing at the ready.
1: Beth takes another long look at Debbie and says, I'll never. I'll never come to your dark side. The people of the world deserve to be free. They do not deserve to be controlled by the tyranny of pumpkin spice. Mm,
2: mm -hmm. That's a rousing speech.
0: Yeah, (laughs) what what does Debbie say?
2: As every eye is on Beth, they have not noticed that Debbie has slid out of her chair and is now brandishing her chair mace right beside the uh, mermaid's enclosure and is like also says some great line again i wish we had a bunch of great lines (laughs) Uh, just like Mm -hmm. i don't even like pike place or something i know
1: i know pumpkin see pumpkin spice season is over (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) and then she whacks the enclosure with the uh the chair mace
0: debbie uh you know, says, says says pumpkin season's over and just gracefully spins as she lands this um, um, chair roller piece uh, <laughs> into the glass and water just starts cascading Gosh. out of the space uh, rapidly. As it sort of rolls up to the Spice Fiends, uh, repelled by water, they sort of like run away and try and get away from the... Uh Sonya, you find yourself in a room that is 3 inches full of water.
1: Yeah, I think I think Beth's first move is to to try and create almost like ropes of water
0: mm-hmm. to contain
1: Mark and all of his henchmen in the room. Uh
0: okay. Um roll uh, uh, a three a three purple uh magic check to do that. But Sonya, you also receive two boost die as you can see the mermaid in the tank helping you. So Sonia, you know, you're now very much in control and with the sort of mentorship of this other uh, magic water user able to really, (laughs) um, uh, you know, uh, grab people and sort of hold them together. And, you know, you guys have essentially, well, Sonia, as long as you're able to sort of maintain this, you know, you've got everyone in the room. I assume that um, uh, Mark Hall is sort of like, uh, you know, wrapped up, and then you know, maybe put in a, a gilded chair of some sort for dramatic effect. I'm Ooh. not sure quite yet. Yeah. yeah Debbie, Beth, what do you guys do? like you've you've got the upper hand here what what happens? Um,
2: I think Debbie runs around untying people if there's a lot more of them. I don't know.
0: There'd be a few people who are sort of, you know, captive, but
2: I think I start untying some of these townspeople.
1: Mm-hmm. so if we if we get fresh air in this room, Will that be the end of Mark, or is the air outside contaminated from the exploded spice mine?
0: Um, I I think it probably would have been, but at mm-hmm. some point the the mine will stop because everything is collapsing and uh, you know breaking down. So what if because um, we're
2: in a Starbucks, I grab a few mm-hmm. of the um, com- compressed air that they use for whipping cream and force mm-hmm. Mark to do a whip it uh, that is does not have spice in it. Would he
0: age very quickly? Probably, yeah. Oh
1: my God. (laughs) I love it. We could also just break the window, but I kind of like that idea better.
2: I um, hop behind the counter and I find the cart, the book, the ton of cartridges of all of the Mm -hmm. compressed air that they use. And I just line them up and smash them all and they explode, filling the room with. Clean,
0: unspiced air. And uh, you can see a few of the people, you know, a few of the party guests also sort of affected in the the same way at the end of Indiana Jones. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, Mark Hall is, you know, sitting there sort of suffering, uh, you know, trying to fight uh, to fight this, um, I don't know, effect that's happening when suddenly all of the windows get broken by black <laughs> boots and men on ropes as uh, the United States uh, Marine Corps busts in, uh, uh, wow. led by uh, one uh, Professor Templeton, whom you called uh, mere hours ago. right, And not
2: several weeks ago.
0: The wave <laughs> of fresh air, the wave of fresh air sort of pushing over all of them and uh, you know, um, and ending quite a few of their lives in whatever sort of gr- grotesque way you want to imagine. But it's a kid's show, so um, (laughs) they don't make it.
2: (laughs) I'm imagining them melting like a candle. It's like... Mm. uh...
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Thank you for that graphic depiction, Sean. (laughs) Um, Beth and Debbie, you know, sort of stand for a moment. Um, A lot of these, you know, military guys uh, start helping the mermaid out, and they already have, like, a tank ready to transport the mermaid, so they maybe knew more than they they had let on professor Templeton um, walks up to uh, Beth, uh, Beth, Beth Bassey. Is that her name? Beth Bassey? Beth Basie. I think
1: I said Basie at the beginning, but I yeah. forget now. <laughs>
0: yeah. And uh, Debbie Darwin, uh, you know, and he says, uh, good job girls. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for all your help. Um, I'm sorry. I couldn't tell you more, but uh, you know, your work here was top notch.
2: Um, Debbie, walks up to Professor Templeton and looks like she's going to go shake his hand, but instead
0: she slaps him. (laughs) Uh, He's, he sort of nods and he says, uh, no, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Um, He says, uh, you know, as agreed upon, uh, here is your payment for your work. And uh, he takes out uh, two checks for the day's work. That's right, $7,393. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> which, which in the 90s for a grad student was, that's was a, a whole, yeah, was a that's whole not lot bad. of money. Uh, and he uh, he looks at the pair of you and he says, uh, um, you know, there there is more work to be done. Uh, have you two heard of Avon? And then... <gasps> the camera flies out of this mountaintop of um, Haven's Hope, the town I made up. There we go. And it zooms out and we see, uh, you know, the, the the spice factory sort of being shut down and all of these military personnel helping out all these people and uh, sort of everything kind of returning back to normal after this ordeal is over. And it keeps going further back and further back. And we go into the, you know the upper atmosphere and we see a very antiquated from our perspective a satellite with the avon logo <gasps> printed below it and it's pink obviously as the camera zooms in and out on beth debbie and professor templeton And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) that is the epic conclusion of Spoiler Alert Presents A Master's in Matinee Magic.
2: That was an epic
0: conclusion. That
1: was so epic. (laughs) There (laughs) we go. Oh, my God. Fun.
0: And with that, we're out of time this week, folks. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our special RPG episode of Spoiler Alert. I'd like to give a shout-out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna. My players, Sean and Sonia, everyone at CJTR, and to our listeners. Spoiler Alert is broadcast Wednesdays at 6 and rebroadcast on Fridays. uh, And it's available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at Spoiler Alert YQR and Instagram at Spoiler Alert CJTR. See you next week, and My Electric is coming up next.